Welcome to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Casperson. Hey ladies, today's kind of more of a medical podcast. I'm going to talk about arousal and feeling like you don't have arousal and what arousal and vaginal moisture and wetness is all about. And also some over-the-counter products and kind of the prescriptions that people use to either increase moisture or increase arousal. Um, This is not personal medical advice. This is just education and entertainment. I always have to tell people that. Uh, But Anything that I can do to empower you to then go ask the right questions or advocate for yourself, that is why I do it. So there, I got a question about what do I do about having more moisture during sex? This is a great question because some people have, feel like they have too much moisture, too much discharge. Some people feel like they don't have enough. Um, certainly the moisture that female pelvises produce during intercourse or during sex in general um, is normal. Some people produce more than others. There are certain conditions like breastfeeding, menopause, uh, birth control pills that can decrease or change the amount of just number one, vaginal discharge that a woman experiences, or number two, how much she produces during arousal. In a young female, so a person who has great estrogen, uh, who's not on birth control, because sometimes birth control can decrease the uh, amount of estrogen that's seeing the vulva in the vagina, the vagina produces a lot of discharge and mucus, and it'll vary along the you know months in her cycle and kind of where she is in her cycle. A lot of this discharge is produced by the cervix, cervical mucus, which helps facilitate sperm entry. Um, and it's very normal. It's very common. And you're going to see more of it if you choose to do things like waxing or shaving. The hair that we have actually protects, uh, can protect those delicate tissues and can also trap some of that discharge. So a woman who removes her hair is going to see more on her underwear, uh, and be kind of more alarmed by this. So our hair provides a protective, uh, uh, effect and removing our hair can have consequences like more vulvar irritation, more urinary tract infections, you might see more discharge. So removing the hair is not a, what we call benign thing. Certainly there can be consequences to removing hair. and It's just a, a society uh, trend that is kind of comes and goes throughout the ages. So I say if somebody is noticing side effects from waxing, maybe just do trimming with a clippers that doesn't actually pull the hair out because you can get a lot of micro trauma with actual waxing. So I hope there's my foray. I'm talking about vaginal lubrication and now I'm going down the waxing pathway. So discharge is very normal. Um, and you can see this, especially in younger women when they don't, when, when they do have really, really good estrogen status. So Let's talk about moisture and arousal. So when a female pelvis is aroused, she's interested in sex, she wants sex, she's having uh, foreplay. The vagina actually, this is, you know, talk about not sexy. The vagina actually secretes or has an exudate. So it pushes fluid across the cellular membranes into the lumen of the vagina. And that's where the vaginal moisture comes from. There's also two little glands down at the base of the vulva, and these are called Bartholin glands. And the Bartholin glands actually will secrete moisture too to help ease penetration. A lot of the reason that women have decreased moisture down there is if they rush into penis and vagina sex or they rush into uh, penetration before their body is ready. I love the term 
premature penetration and I use it now uh, when I talk to women I'm like don't you don't have premature penetration the body actually prepares to have something put in it the vagina lengthens and then the uterus tips back all to accommodate something going into the pelvis and if you put something into the pelvis before the pelvis is ready that's where way more pain comes from or decreased pleasure certainly might be more challenging to have arousal and orgasm so don't do premature penetration. You can just, and nobody knows this, right? Guys don't know this either. They just think sex is putting something in the vagina. So feel free to speak up for yourself and to say, hey, I want to try something a little bit different. I want to see if I can get more ready for the intercourse part. And we can work on external touch, external vibrations, um, whatever it is that gets you in the mood that increases your arousal and moisture. So with arousal, you get more blood flow into the external genitalia, more blood flow, number one, great for uh, pleasure. But number two, it's very protective because those tissues are a little more plumped up. They're a little more uh, resilient for any activity that's going to happen. That can decrease with, so if you think of erectile dysfunction, right? Why do men get erectile dysfunction? Uh, it can be side effects of medications. It can be heart disease. It can be increased cholesterol, hardening of the arteries. The same thing happens in women. Right, so it's penises get erect by having blood flow go to the organ. Women have the exact same thing go on. So certainly women don't need arousal to have sex, right? But they certainly are gonna have more enjoyable uh, intercourse when they have arousal pre present. Um, things that decrease that are a woman's uh, mood for sex, right? If I'm just gonna have sex, but I don't really want it, or I'm not taking the time to make it pleasurable for me, she's gonna have decreased arousal, decreased lubrication, and less likely that she's gonna have uh, orgasm or pleasure from it. So take time to do what's right for you, to get yourself in the mood, whatever that requires, prior to this kind of classic penis and vagina intercourse that most people seem to think is the only part of the show. But if your body's not ready for that, and if your mind is not ready for that, you're not going to be as successful as a woman who's properly setting up the event for herself. So decreased arousal, decreased moisture can come with, same thing with any man, right? Diabetes, heart disease, uh, smoking hardens the arteries and impairs blood flow. Um, any sort of hormonal birth control or menopause where we actually have less estrogen. Estrogen and testosterone in the vulva really allow better blood flow. Uh, blood flow is great for orgasm. We want the clitoris, which is the penis equivalent, to have good blood flow. And any of these conditions can limit that. Um, over-the-counter things for vaginal moisturizer in general, so this is not for sex. Um, a, a brand that's kind of all over social media right now is called Reverie, R-E-V-A-R-E-E. -E -E. It's made with hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is kind of this powerhouse. Uh, we use it a lot in kind of high-end facial uh, serums and creams, and it basically like is a moisture sink, so it just kind of allows that moisture to stay there. Um, and not be reabsorbed or, or have the tissue be dried out. Just a note, nobody's paying me to mention these uh, products. There's tons of products out there. These are just the ones that kind of come to mind when I think about these things right now. So a product with hyaluronic acid can be very useful to help with dryness. A lot of women just experience bothersome vaginal dryness, especially perimenopause, postmenopause, even when there's no sexual activity whatsoever. So there are products that you can use not at the time of intercourse, just to increase comfort with the vagina. Replens is kind of a cost-efficient option that's one of the more, more available. It's been around for a while. 
good clean love makes a nice product. Um, v Magic is kind of more of an oil-based, avocado oil-based product you can get on, all, all of these you can get on the internet. So those are just vaginal moisturizers in general. If you are covering up itching, burning, bleeding, any sort of lesions with any of these products, get it checked out by somebody who is an expert in looking at vulvas. And don't always assume that a urologist is just good at that or an ob is just good at that. Uh, there's a lot of doctors that don't have the training to know vulvar skin conditions to help understand why your, your um, pelvis is actually causing you discomfort. So if you think you're covering up something, it's always good to get that checked out. Then you can say, okay, well, I'm, am I, I'm using these over-the-counter products. Are they safe? Is it okay? Because we never want to miss anything that's medically important. It's always nice to get an exam. So those are the over-the-counter products to use all the time. Then there's over-the-counter products, of course, to use during sexual activity. It's the lube. The lube industry is very big. <laughs> I could not give you an exhaustive list of all the lubes out there. But for people who have very dry skin in the vulva, I'm thinking stereotypically a postmenopausal woman or a woman who just has what we call arousal desire discrepancy. So she's interested in sex. She wants to have sex. She just doesn't have the normal arousal response of moisture lubrication, but specifically either an oil-based or a silicone-based, make sure it's toy-friendly or condom-friendly if you use those during uh, sexual activity. So lots of different lubrications you can use. Uh, I, I always recommend non-scented, non-flavored. Uh, don't put extra extra anything in it. We just want it to do the job. They've done studies on this. Women who use lube during sexual intercourse have uh, more satisfying sexual intercourse. And who doesn't want that? It's cheap. You don't need a prescription. Win, win, win. Um, so prescription, now we're talking about prescriptions that you can get from doctors or you know, your nurse practitioners or physician's assistants is number one, uh, estrogen. You can get estrogen in creams, rings, tabs. I don't like the tabs. I'm biased. I think putting a tab or like a birdseed pill of, it, of estrogen up at the top of your vagina does nothing to help moisturize and, and keep the vulva healthy. That's why I really like the creams. So you can get uh, brand name, sorry, not brand name, generic estradiol. That's a prescription because it's a hormone. You can actually get it compounded that adds testosterone to it. This testosterone really helps with, again, blood flow and healthy vulvar tissue. So you can get it combined if you want to. There's a new product that's a prescription called uh, DHEA or Prasterone. Intro Rose is the brand name. My biggest problem with this is it's expensive. It's Insurance is just not covering this very well, but it is like a little suppository that goes up, up to the top of the vagina. It does have kind of a, a oil or kind of cream base to it. So it, when it melts, it's quite nicer than just the estrogen tabs that I just hated on. So it's great product. DHEA converts to estro, uh, estrogen and testosterone. So it's kind of a powerhouse in covering both your bases. But again, at this point in 2021, it is kind of cost prohibitive as a prescription for a lot of people. I'd like to see that go down. You can also get that compounded. Um, but it, again, it's not super cheap. So other things that you can get compounded, there's something uh, called Scream Cream. I'm not sure I love that name, but that's what it's called. And it can have various things in it because it's compounded. Uh, one of the things is L-arginine and one of the things is sildenafil. Um, L-arginine as a supplement has been shown to increase uh, arousal. They're actually using it to increase desire as well in the kind of over-the-counter supplement arena. Uh, but you can get it in a cream and sildenafil is what Viagra is. So sildenafil is a vaso, uh, helps with vasodilation. 
helps with erections, but also helps do the same thing to uh, clitorises and vulvas. So uh, well, the other thing I like about these is they say you have to apply about 30 minutes prior to sexual intercourse and you have to rub it in, <laughs> which I love because it's like you just told a person to like start enjoying yourself before you put anything in your vagina. Like fantastic. The instructions themselves are therapeutic. I saw a lube. The lube was like this. I don't remember what brand it was, but it was like apply to the clitoris and rub counterclockwise. And I was like, ah, good. Look what you're doing. <laughs> of course, it's going to work. Um so that's kind of another compounded medication you can get as far as arousal goes. In women, arousal desire mismatch is pretty common. So you're not maybe somebody who is interested in sex or is turned on and wants to have sex. They just don't have the moisture and the lubrication. It's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean you're not attracted to your partner. It, it, I think a lot of people read way more into it. And when you actually learn the physiology and learn for women, arousal desire mismatch is way more common than men, right? Men uh, have an erection. They tend to desire sex when they have an erection. Certainly men can have erections and not be interested in having sex, right? They're not completely correlated. So that is my rundown of vaginal moisturizers, vaginal dryness. My big tips, you know, if you don't want to go see a doctor or don't have somebody tuned in with is number one, never ignore something that's hurting you. Itchy, smelly, uh, abnormal color discharge, bleeding from the vagina. Never ignore something and just say, oh, I thought I needed to use more lube. Like go get an exam, get it checked out, safety first. And then number two is if you want to just do this cheap and good, it's lubrication, lubrication, and foreplay, external genitalia, massage, getting the pelvis ready, priming the, priming the motor for then accepting something into the vagina is going to be so much more pleasurable for the female. This is the sex education that nobody got, right? So this is the sex education. Men don't know this any more than women do. So women, sometimes it's just our job to be like, you know what, what doesn't do it for me? Just, I, uh, I hear women in my clinic, they're like, I just told them to stick it in because I just want to get over with. And I'm like cringing at their poor pelvis of like, it's friction. It's friction with no blood flow. It's going to hurt. And then don't wonder where your desire is. So empower yourself, get educated, live your best love life. And remember, you are not broken. Thank you guys so much for listening to me today. We'll be back next week with some more fun interviews. If you love this podcast, please do me a, a great uh, favor and leave a review wherever you're listening because it helps tell the algorithm that this is important and useful and medically accurate and that other women and their partners uh, should listen to. Thank you guys so much. I love you.